Section 23 of Expository Thoughts on the Gospel of St. Matthew by J. C. Ryle. Chapter 9, verses 1 to 13. A palsied man healed. The calling of Matthew the publican. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Marianne. Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 to 13. And he entered into a ship, and passed over, and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. And he arose, and departed to his house. But when the multitudes saw it, they marveled, and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man, named Matthew, sitting at the receipt of custom. And he saith unto him, Follow me. And he arose, and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came, and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye, and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy, and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance." Let us notice in the first part of this passage our Lord's knowledge of men's thoughts. There were certain of the scribes who found fault with the words which Jesus spoke to a man sick of the palsy. They said secretly among themselves, This man blasphemeth. They probably supposed that no one knew what was going on in their minds. They had yet to learn that the Son of God could read hearts and discern spirits. Their malicious thought was publicly exposed they were put to an open shame. There is an important lesson for us in this. All things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 13 Nothing can be concealed from Christ. What do we think of in private when no man sees us? What do we think of in church when we seem so grave and serious? What are we thinking of at this moment, while these words pass under our eyes? Jesus knows. Jesus sees. Jesus records. Jesus will one day call us to give account. It is written that, God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Romans chapter 2 verse 16. Surely we ought to be very humble when we consider these things. 
we ought to thank God daily that the blood of Christ can cleanse from all sin. We ought often to cry, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Psalm 19, verse 14. Let us notice in the second place the wonderful call of the Apostle Matthew to be Christ's disciple. We find the man, who afterwards was the first to write a gospel, sitting at the receipt of custom. We see him absorbed in his worldly calling, and possibly thinking of nothing but money and gain. But suddenly the Lord Jesus calls on him to follow him and become his disciple. At once Matthew obeys. He makes haste and delays not to keep Christ's commandment. Psalm 119, verse 60. He arises and follows him. Let it be a fixed principle in our religion that with Christ nothing is impossible. He can take a tax-gatherer and make him an apostle. He can change any heart and make all things new. Let us never despair of anyone's salvation. Let us pray on and speak on and work on to do good to souls, even to the souls of the worst. The voice of the Lord is mighty in operation. Psalm 29, verse 4. When he says by the power of the Spirit, Follow me, he can make the hardest and most sinful obey. Let us observe Matthew's decision. He waited for nothing. He did not tarry for a convenient season. Acts 24, verse 25. He reaped in consequence a great reward. He wrote a book, which is known all over the earth. He became a blessing to others, as well as blessed in his own soul. He left a name behind him, which is better known than the names of princes and kings. The richest man of the world is soon forgotten when he dies. But as long as the world stands, millions will know the name of Matthew the publican. Let us notice, in the last place, our Lord's precious declaration about his own mission. The Pharisees found fault with him, because he allowed publicans and sinners to be in his company. In their proud blindness they fancied that a teacher sent from heaven ought to have no dealings with such people. They were wholly ignorant for the grand design for which the Messiah was to come into the world, to be a savior, a physician, a healer of sin-sick souls, and they drew from our Lord's lips a rebuke, accompanied by the blessed words, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Let us make sure that we thoroughly understand the doctrine that these words contain. The first thing needful, in order to have an interest in Christ, is to feel deeply our own corruption, and to be willing to come to Him for deliverance. We are not to keep away from Christ, as many ignorantly do, because we feel bad, and wicked, and unworthy. We are to remember that sinners are those He came into the world to save, and that if we feel ourselves such, it is well. Happy is he who really comprehends that one principal qualification for coming to Christ is a deep sense of sin. Finally, if by the grace of God we really understand the glorious truth that sinners are those whom Christ came to call, let us take heed that we never forget it. Let us not dream that true Christians can ever attain such a state of perfection in this world, 
as not to need the mediation and intercession of Jesus. Sinners we are in the day we first come to Christ. Poor needy sinners we continue to be so long as we live, drawing all the grace we have every hour out of Christ's fullness. Sinners we shall find ourselves in the hour of our death, and shall die as much indebted to Christ's blood as in the day we first believed. End of section 23